Well, hello, everybody. This is Lynette and Brian Wolf, and we are so excited to be on this phone call. You are on the alumni call, so hopefully you are on the correct call. This yes. is so only... you have the Wolf Couple on the show today. That's right. Yes. Brian and Lynette as Wolf, the Wolf Couple. Oh! As always on the alumni call, we're here. We are at all of the Quick Start Real Estate Schools. So, of course, uh, we are going to run all the alumni calls and give you guys any information you need on an ongoing basis. So this is the monthly call, fourth Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So write this on your calendar. Yes. You're always going to get us. Yes, so we have been doing this for many, many years for Round the Ground, the alumni call. We're super excited to be doing it. And like Brian mentioned, anybody on this call has already been to the Quick Start Real Estate School. So this call, the fourth Monday of every Monday, I mean the fourth Monday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we take more advanced questions. We have advanced deal structuring. Um, this is everybody who's been to the uh, uh, quick start. Now, if you do the call the second Monday of every month, that's a great call too. That is open to everybody on the Gold Club. So that is, um, the code is actually on the Gold Club because anybody can participate uh, on listening on that one. So, but anyway, we actually, if you want to get in the queue, just a quick refresher, uh, hit star six to get in the queue. And of course, uh, don't hit star six again to get out. But like Brian mentioned, very important with your reminder on your phone now, when you're doing the reminder uh, to put in the uh, fourth Monday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, make sure when you do a reminder that you put a time that you want it reminded. Otherwise, the reminder on your phone will just automatically uh, pick like 9 a.m. So but that's a great application. I love my smartphone. Me and Ron had a class, um, me, Ron, and Brian had a class on our smartphones many, many years ago on a cruise ship, and I'm telling you, we learned so much. Um, but uh, so let's go ahead. We're going to, well, we got some people in the queue already. We actually uh, did not get any lead sheets, um, so feel free to go in the queue, please, if you have any questions um, about real estate in general. Any questions about deals that you're doing, specific deals, yeah, you, even though you didn't send over the lead sheet? Right, and you can fill us in on the information. There's always just a few facts that we need to know, and there's just four things that you need to figure out with a seller, so you just got to get four answers. You may or may not know your answers, and that's the process of structuring the deal and figuring out how to best make money on that deal. And uh, sometimes it's financing, and sometimes it's, uh, cash, but uh, a lot of times you guys know uh, that even if it's an ugly house and you would normally think you were going to pay cash for that property, uh, ask them for a loan. You know, even if they want uh, half the money. If you're buying a junker for 150 thousand, but they need 50 grand, and they just they say, well, I just want to get paid off or whatever. But you say, well, you want to get paid off because you want that 50 grand. You owe 100 grand. You're selling me the property for 150, so you want the the 50. So if you can work it out, sometimes guys, and they can leave that mortgage in place, uh, and then you don't have to come up with so much funds. Even if you're just doing rehabs, you can come up with a lot less money. It's a lot easier to come up with a lot less money. Uh, when you have to raise money to do ugly houses. That's right. 
We actually, just a quick reminder, now you can come to the Quick Start Real Estate School for free for the next 12 months, 12 months from when you first come and sign up um, for free. And we have one in Chicago coming up September 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. That's in Chicago. So if you're not signed up, get signed up right now because we love doing the live seller calls. So we do the live seller calls on the very first night. And it's a great opportunity to bring a lead and, and go home with a pre-negotiated deal. And then, of course, the next Quick Start, uh, we help Ron LeGrand teach the Quick Starts, um, is in October. And something very special about that Quick Start Real Estate School is that it's in Phoenix, Arizona. Yay! Yep. Our hometown. And that is on October 11, 12, 13, 14. Write that down. October 11, 12, 13, 14. Uh, that's the one, the quick start in our hometown, yes, and our, uh, we're even going to... Uh, my our original hometown, uh, well, we were raised in Minneapolis area. That's and, true. Uh, that's right, and so guys, you can have businesses wherever you are, and if you know people who can go out and see a property for you and take some pictures and hand somebody a contract with a nice smile, you can work in other areas other than your own. Yeah, we actually, uh, I know you guys all know us from the quick start, just a quick refresher. Uh, we average six deals a month, and uh, we do the business. We have three local acquisitionists here in Arizona, and um, we are total king and queen of automation and delegation, but like Brian mentioned, we also have a small office in Minnesota uh, where we buy and sell a couple houses a month with my brother and my brother-in-law. So um, you can do the business anywhere, and uh, we love doing it with our family. Um, our son Dashiell is 26 years old. Our son Kale is 23, um, and they both uh, make a ton of money in real estate. So we're super excited about that. So do, uh, everybody, get in the queue now. And uh, if you want to talk about a theoretical question, that's great. If you got a deal question, we love deal questions. Uh, you know, that's the exciting thing about this business is that uh, you're always kind of in the hunt. And uh, if you're I don't know. I have always liked that part of it, and I've always liked, you know, looking through leads and seeing which is which are the diamonds in the rough, and you know what what we can do with it and how we can structure it to make even more money. So yes, and before I open up the queue, Brian, uh, one last quick thing: uh, we just got back last week from Jacksonville, Florida, and um, it was a phenomenal four days. Of course, it was the uh, Taking Action workshop and the alumni. Um, and, oh, my goodness, there were so many deals and so much great information there. Uh, it, it was so just everybody on this call, it being the alumni call, you can go to that alumni event. Maybe some of you guys were there with us. And uh, if you were not, uh, go the next time they have that event available because it's a great event. You get two days with Ron with that alumni event. And then we pair up our Taking Action workshop for two days before that, so it's a real powerful four days. Yes, exactly. So um, if you want to share any of uh, the aha moments there, you can go ahead and do that as well if you want to get in the queue and talk about any of that. So um, I have actually first in the queue, um, let's go ahead and hear from area code 847. Hello. Hello, Brian and Lynette. This is Susan Ross. How are you? Susan Ross, it just would not be an alumni call without you calling in. <laughs> Well, guess what? I have a signed contract. Woohoo! That is fabulous news. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. the deal that we were helping you out with. Tell everybody the numbers on yeah. it again. 
um, the numbers, that's what I'm calling about because I, you know, I was so nervous and I was negotiating with the um, sellers and they're, they're very nice and they're very flexible, but I want to make sure that I did this correctly. Um, the uh, purchase price is 350 The house is in good shape. Uh, it doesn't really need much. It's a two-acre property. It's a horse property, so you can have horses there, which is a big thing in this area. Um, and uh, it's $19 a month, $1,900 a month for uh, two years was what I negotiated. No money down. And... Um, I think I can probably sell it for three seventy five mm-hmm. at the end of the two years. Okay, and what do you think it's worth right now? What are the best comps out there? The best comps out there are it's worth about <clears throat> three sixty five. Okay, is what the comps come up. And so, what would you be? Uh, are you planning to do the fix ups on the property that you think it needs? Is it just cosmetic, um, or how, or how? You know, yeah. what do you think it needs? I think it needs maybe paint inside. Okay. The rest of it is really in good shape. Okay. You know, when we find a pretty house, sometimes uh, it hasn't sold because they haven't taken those last couple of steps. Um, <clears throat> so somehow it doesn't show that great. The four things we always kind of do on pretty houses: if you get a good contracting crew that can just go out and do this in two or three days it's great but basically it's interior paint uh, flooring sometimes you can save the flooring sometimes if it's wood flooring or something it's it's okay still or tile uh, sometimes you can clean carpets but sometimes you got to replace them and it makes a big difference uh, and then mm-hmm. front yard landscaping is something mm-hmm. that makes a big impact it's that curb appeal that people love and the other thing we do is countertops. And it depends on, on a $350,000 property. Now, some of that is in the acreage, obviously. So some of those properties are deceptively smaller and not as nice. How is the, how is the actual house on this one? The house is really nice. It's, um, oh, let me see. It's, uh, four, it's four bedrooms. The only thing that uh, bothers me about the house is the uh, master bedroom. The uh, homeowner did the bathroom, and the fixtures are purple. Purple fixtures? Okay. Yes. All right, well. They're nice. Uh, They're nice. They're really nice. You never nice, know. But... I mean, you never know. People, some people might like it, but uh, if, you're, if you're that nervous about it, you can, and sometimes realtors will do this, is they'll build in an allowance for some kind of a change in the property. So building, mm-hmm. uh, building in a flooring allowance is a common thing that you'll see a seller, instead of, they don't want to have to do it, but they'll throw in like 2000 towards a flooring allowance. Now they think that's going to answer the objection of, you know, when people walk in and the flooring's not very nice, but still, you still have that impact. And if you make, if you Take the two thousand and put new flooring in. It's it sells better. So that's now with mm-hmm. this property or any of these properties. If you do a little polish on it, sometimes uh, it will sell higher. Now, if you think it's legitimately worth three sixty five and it's a horse property which is in demand in your area, I would probably be pricing it a, higher. I'd probably be pricing it at uh, three seventy nine nine is what I'm thinking. And if you can, what do you think the rent would bring on this property, Susan? Well, I'm living in a two-bedroom apartment not too far from this property. 
and it's uh, the payments I'm making to the seller is nineteen hundred. I think it's got to rent for at least twenty five. I would think at least twenty five. I would think maybe twenty nine hundred or something. Now that's something I'd yeah. like. You know, you should know that when we ask. Like, you should go on. Now, there's a couple ways to look up a monthly payment. One way mm-hmm. is uh, Rentometer. So some people like that. Yeah. It's Rentometer.com. Sometimes you can get mm-hmm. something accurate on that. Uh, Zillow, which everybody should use as a resource on a pretty regular basis. They have, sometimes have a monthly rental estimate on it. And so, um, but one thing I like to do to really check if you really want the uh, truth of the matter, is just go on Craigslist and go on any place you find houses for rent in your area and look at what the houses are renting for. So if you go on Craigslist right Mm now, see if there's any houses for rent like yours, uh, which is Mm -hmm. two-acre horse property, you know, a lot big bedrooms, gorgeous, you know, whatever you you have, and uh, and see what's comparable to that and what's what it's renting Mm -hmm. for. And maybe you'll be. Well, I'm, I'm. Go ahead. I'm trying to be. Con, I'm trying to be conservative. I think probably it, it might even go for thirty-five hundred. Yeah, I. I, I, I did see some of right. that. Yeah, this is a really. You could have a massive cash flow on this. Now, it, did you say two years you have or three? Two. Two. Okay. Now that's you know that's a tighter window than we normally like. Were they kind right. of. Like, reluctant to give you any time or usually when we get stuck at two who who how did the two come about um i asked them if they would give me time and they said that they would be happy with about two years okay um it would be really nice to get another year in fact i i might even have you you, this isn't under contract yet right but you have a verbal agreement on this is that right susan i I, I signed uh, a purchase and sale agreement with them on Friday, but oh. I haven't given it to the lawyer yet. And they were supposed to call me back to, um, we're going to, you know, she needs to tell me exactly what her mortgage is, the underlying mortgage. Okay. And I so, know what uh, it is approximately, but she was going to tell me the exact numbers. Okay. All right. So when you touch base uh, with her again, um, so you already have the purchase and sale signed, and there's a balloon written in at two years. Is that how you wrote it? Yes. Okay. All right. You know, that I would have liked to get three. Two is, you know, a little bit of a tighter time frame, but sometimes two is all you can get. But, guys, mm-hmm. if you're ever out there and you're about to get two, just ask one last time, could I maybe just get an option for one more year? So why don't we write it for two, you know, we get it for a period of two years with one renewal of one year at buyer's discretion. And if you can get them to say yes to that, a lot of times that's, that extra year really buys you something. Um, now, in this case, okay. you're going to be, you're going to have to put somebody in there who's not completely, you know, credit bereft. You know, they can't be just mm-hmm. coming in a bankruptcy or something like that uh, or have recent mm-hmm. foreclosures. And you should check, you know, I mean, obviously, a lot of us guys use ScreenTheTenant.com with our Mm -hmm. buyers. And now we're getting a little ahead of the game where we're now. Now we're dealing with the seller still. But you want to, you have to sort of play it together. You got to figure out what you're getting from your seller so you can figure out what you can give to your buyer. That's why we always like more time. 
So I have seen uh, last one I ran through screen the tenant came back and it said that uh, it looks like it would take them 18 to 24 months to qualify. Now that's pretty messed up credit. So uh, yeah. if they're just you know if they have a low score but nothing you know ominous, they, they're probably going to be able to get qualified in, in within a year uh, if you if you really stay on top of them. And anytime you only uh-huh. have two years, and especially how big your back end is on this. Now, if you sell it, if you if you buy it from them for three fifty, sell it for three seventy nine. So that's three. So you got a thirty thousand dollars spread. Now you might get most of your money up front. You might get on a property of this size. You know, you're kind of shooting for just in the back of your mind. Although you never tell anybody this, about ten percent <laughs> down. So you might get somebody giving you thirty grand down. Now that's your entire spread in this deal. So uh, mm-hmm. you know it's you're making all your profit up front, except uh, you're only going to give them 12 months on the lease option. Your buyer, mm-hmm. and so right. the, pri- the price should go up 10,000 after 12 months, and between you know 12 months and 24 months. Um, mm-hmm. The way you guys write that is just write up two options, put the end date as one year out and two years out. Write one with the original price, 379, and then write another one for 389, and that's the one with two years. I hope you guys understood okay. that. I just gave you a big tip on how to write these things and to write the options. Yeah, that's definitely a writer downer, honey. Tell them that again. If you're trying to write graduated payments, the simplest way to do it, you know, is uh, is just write different options, and then they can execute whichever one uh, applies when they are ready. So you're going to write, like if you have a three years, and now this is only when you want to give them three years. Usually I'd prefer that you guys just give them 12 months. 12-month increments. Yeah, no, give them 12 months and don't sign anything beyond that. And don't give them, don't even sign three options. Now this is if somebody's giving you like 30000 down, and they just, they say, geez, 12 months, that seems like such a ticking clock, I don't know. Can I get three years, let's say? And you say, okay, I'll give you three years, but I'm going to raise the uh, purchase price a little bit each year. So you write one option agreement, and these are all in your, in your package. Now, if you guys, when you're selling these houses, there's four documents that you use. Uh, the application receipt agreement is the first thing, and that's when they give you their money, however much they give you. And I want you to try to get at least two months payments if they don't give you the whole thing. I mean, some of them are going to be ready to give you the whole twenty or 30000 or 10000 or whatever it is. So if they can do it, uh, that's okay. But if they at least give you a couple months payments, I'd, I'd prefer you guys don't take less than about 5000 because remember, you're taking the property off the market at this point. So that's the first thing, application receipt agreement. The next thing is the lease agreement. On the Gold Club site, it's called the Real Property Possession and Lease Agreement. That's just the rules of the lease. Then the third thing is the, is the uh, uh, lease rider, okay, and that has the terms. So that's where you would write down how, uh, you know, what, how much they have. So you say this is when it starts and this is when it expires, and, and uh, that's how long their lease period is and how much their monthly is. But that doesn't give them the purchase option. That's the last agreement. So the last thing is the purchase option agreement. That's where you write down how much they gave you for their non-refundable option deposit, and you write down how much the purchase price is. So now what I'm saying is, 
on those, if you want to give them three years of graduated, you know, a little higher purchase price every year, you do the first, write one of those purchase option agreements, the fourth piece of paper you need between you and a buyer, uh, this is a lease purchase buyer. The first one, just write it for 12 months with the end, you know, the ending period being 12 months out and write down the purchase price of, in this case, 379 and then write another one and have the end date on that one be two years out and write that one for 389 And then if you, get, if you had, now you don't have three years, but if you did, you'd write another one for 389 you know, that terminates three years from now. And then basically they just use whichever one applies when they're ready to buy. Okay, now sometimes I'm getting into details, guys. This is important details. I hope I'm not getting too much in the weeds, but if you guys are trying to execute these deals, the paperwork, you know, figuring out how to get this paperwork done properly, plus I'm assuming you guys have a certain knowledge set because you've all been through the uh, Quick Start Real Estate School. So I'm kind of giving you some advanced stuff here, but this is the kind of stuff that you've got to understand if you're going to write the deal up properly uh, or tell your lawyer how to write it up properly. I'm telling you, we've been talking a lot of lawyers and your guys' lawyers. And, and uh, you know, they don't know, they, uh, they don't really understand it at all. They try to read the paperwork half the time, they don't read it right. So it's important, you know, that you guys understand this stuff as, as well as you can. Now, I, I, went off, I went off on a tangent there. Now, with this seller here getting the two years, like I said, usually um, just, it, you know, you, you've already got this deal under contract and everything. So did they sign two or are they showing their attorney or something and then going to sign it? Susan? No, they signed two, but I told them I'm, gonna, I'm going to give it to my attorney and have him write it up, and they'll have to close with him, too. They'll have to go to his office. Or, okay. You know, now, when you, when you guys do that, which is the way to do it, is you, have, you follow up your initial closing with an attorney closing. Uh, make sure they don't think that they can get out. Make, make sure they don't think, oh, so, this, so it's not really like we're a done deal. You know, make sure that when you sign that contract with them, you say, oh, great, this is a done deal. I'm going to have you follow up with my attorney. And I, I prefer that, uh, you know, you guys didn't say you're going to sign the same paperwork over again or something like that because then they think, uh, so maybe I'm not committed. That's, that's the only thing I want. When you guys, sometimes you're going out to the house for the first time, they, you know, they, they're maybe acting a uh, impulsively than they may at some other time, but you called them, they got excited, you go out there and you close the deal quickly, and then you say, go and sign everything again with my attorney in about a week. And, you know, people get buyer's remorse and this and that, so you just want to make sure you, you know, definitely instill into their brain that this is a done deal, congratulations, you sold your house, you know, don't keep taking calls. Now, that, I'm serious because people are going to still call them. And so you want them to basically say, sorry, house is sold, click. That's, that's what you're trying to get them that, into that mindset. So, um, now, so what other questions do we have on this one, Susan? Um, I think that's it. Um, the only thing is, is, like I said, I put in that it was, the purchase price was 350 and the per month was $1,900 a month. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I know what I had intended, and I know what they intended, but I'm not sure it says that I'm going, you know, we're financing it through seller financing, but does that mean I get the property? 
Yes, you're buying the property. Or do prop- I have to? Right. Yes, if you're buying it with seller financing. Now, uh, let me tell you this, too. Uh, if you only buy a property and you only get two years and you're buying it with seller financing, uh, you're, you're taking the property into your company's name and you have to pay transfer taxes and other things. What state are you in again, mm-hmm. Susan? Illinois. Illinois. And uh, your closing costs are what are, are your, how much does it cost there to take title on a property? I was going to ask my lawyer that because I don't know. All right. Now, here's what I want you to consider. If it's a lot, if it's, and that's a pretty expensive property, and uh, if, if, you're, if it's going to cost you $10,000 to take this property in title, which, you know, that's high. Now, some states are really high. Uh, Washington State's high. Florida's kind of high. Uh, Texas and Arizona are really low. So for me, I'm, I'm owner financing everything, taking ownership of everything. And, it's, you know, it's cheap. It's $17 for me to buy a house. I'm embarrassed to say that because it's just two recording fees, the new deed and this affidavit of value. And that's all. There's no transfer taxes or anything. But, you know, like in Florida, they don't have uh, state taxes, so they've got to get the you know, taxes somehow. So, but uh, depending on where, what state you guys are in, if you only get two years, you want to really look seriously at maybe doing a sandwich lease purchase. It's a lot cheaper. Uh, it costs basically the cost of an attorney closing. It's 300 bucks, roughly three to four hundred dollars usually, and you're signing, you know, some paperwork between you and the seller. You're basically signing one piece of paper. It's a lease option agreement. Uh, now you're not as protected. Uh, you're, you know, you don't have your name on the deed. Your company's name is not on the deed, so you're not quite as in control. Um, see, now, even with a balloon, let's say you did a deal where you're owner financing it and you do it for two years, okay? And so you, but you take ownership of the property and they have this balloon, you know, clause in the, in the mortgage. So let's say that your person, for whatever reason, let's say they're, you know, 20 months in, four months to go and it's looking good and then they do something stupid and wreck their credit or something, you know, <clears throat> which if you're on top of these things, Usually you can make sure they don't do anything stupid. But let's say it, it some, for some reason it kind of blows up and they, they need another six months to get qualified. All right, well, is your time going to run out? Yes, it is. So what's the seller going to do? So the seller says, okay, your time's up. You know, uh, two years is up. And then you're going to say, well, you know, my, my buyer ran into a little trouble, but I know they're going to get qualified and we're going to work on them. Can't we just have one more year? Uh, you know, just to be fair and make sure that, you know, this works out for everybody. And on most cases, they're going to give you another year. Let's say they don't want to. So then you basically what happens? You say, well, I don't want to kick my people out. They're paying every month. And uh, I want to keep, and I'm going to just keep sending you payments. So you just keep taking the payments and sending the payments in. And if they keep taking the payments, then they can't foreclose on you. Okay, now let's say, well, they, they really don't want to even, they really, really want the house back. So then they, they say, well, we're not even going to take your payments, which is going to be really hard for them to do. But they're going to say, we're going to go through the foreclosure process. So you guys should all know in your state, you should all Google, you know, uh, foreclosure laws, Illinois, or wherever your state is, and know exactly how long it would take uh, for someone to foreclose on you. Or 
if you're selling on owner financing, how long it would take you to foreclose somebody out of your property, which the only reason I want you to ever sell on owner financing is if they'll only do it that way and they have a huge down payment because of this whole thing, because foreclosing takes way longer than evicting. So what are they going to do after the two years? If you took ownership of this property now, that's, we're talking as if you bought it and didn't just lease purchase it. So they could try to foreclose, and Illinois, I think, is a pretty long process. Yeah, actually, you know what, honey? Um, speaking of uh, websites, I wanted you guys to write this website down. Um, it's N is in Nancy, C is in Cat. Um, oh, wait, let me pull it up. Here it is. N is in Nancy, C is in Cat, S is in Sam, L is in Love. Dot org, because that's where you can find out what your transfer tax is. Illinois, right here. State real estate transfer tax, 0 0.50 on every 500, okay? So this website has every single state what the transfer tax are because you guys should know that. Okay, so I'll give you the website one more time. It pulls up every single state and tells you what the real estate transfer tax is, okay? It's N is Nancy, C is in Cat, S is in Sam, L is in Love, dot org, O-R-G, Okay. Good. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, you know, I think if you, but let me just finish the whole thing here. So essentially if they start the foreclosure proceeding against you, which means they'd have to start refusing the payments, you would check on, you know, how long it takes and guys check on how long it takes to foreclose. And you could probably get them qualified in the amount of time that it takes them to get you foreclosed out. And, uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of different ways ins and outs on this stuff, and you know we're very confident that, uh, you know, even if with the, with the two years you're going to get this thing to work out. Just make sure you stay on top of these people and try to get them qualified quickly. And I would, like I said, I'd be asking probably three seventy nine nine going in, not three sixty five. Thank you very much. I really appreciate all the help you guys. I'll let you know what happens. Yes. Thank you. We're excited for one. you. That could be a huge down Thank name. <laughs> That'd be lovely. Yes. That was a really good learning experience. Now remember, guys, that initial non-refundable option deposit, you don't have to put that in some escrow account and not touch it, especially even if you got 30000 down on that deal and you paid three fifty and you got three eighty, so you basically made all your profit. Other than paying Uncle Sam, that's actually spendable cash to you. So, uh, you know, don't worry about – that's what I love about pretty houses so much because as soon as you get – as soon as you can get a vacant pretty house under contract, within a week or so, as soon as you get the title back, you can have a person in there with a big non-refundable option deposit. There's a lot of these properties that are in perfect condition going in. So uh, – Yeah, it's amazing. By the way, honey, I do want to give you um, – give everybody one more website – if you go to foreclosurelaw.org, that's going to tell you your foreclosure laws in your state. It's F-O-R-E-C-L-O-S-U-R-E-L-A-W.org, O-R-G. So foreclosurelaw.org. And that's like Brian said, you really need to know what your foreclosure laws are. Yes. All right, so we have the next person in the queue. Uh, before I pull this next person in the queue, don't forget, if you have any questions, anything to do with 
real estate or a specific deal or a hypothetical deal, go ahead and uh, hop in the queue. We're going to go till about 5 o'clock, uh, another 30 minutes. So uh, feel guys. free to hop in the queue. And I'm wondering why Marianne is on the phone call here and she's not in the queue. Hey, let me, <laughs> let me uh, just give you guys a quick little thing. Um, I want you to all, everybody should be looking on Global's website and checking out, you know, and I know we have some events too, Taking Action and Leads to Deeds. You should all be planning an event. And I'm telling you that's part of I, we do five assignments when we see you at the Quick Start. I hope you guys remember these. Um, one is studying. One is uh, having a three-line investor bio, a little short explanation of who you are. One is preparing buying packets so you're ready to go out and buy houses. Another one is doing your schedule, knowing what your seven- to ten-hour-a-week schedule is. And then the last one, guys, is knowing the next event you're coming to. That keeps your head in the game. You know you're going to go and see some more people that you've probably seen at the quick start. And, you know, you want to be able to tell them, hey, I'm, I'm doing stuff. You know, I'm taking action, and I got deals going, and, you know, I closed this one, and I just got this contract. You want to have stuff going on, and it's motivating. So uh, if you don't have anything on your schedule right now to come see us again at the quick start, remember, you guys can, most of you can come back for free. Uh, if you've been recently, or 500 bucks. So if you don't at least have a plan to come back and see us there, uh, you know, put that on the schedule. And we do one a month all around the country, so there's no reason that, to not come see us soon. That's right. That's a really, really good point, Brian. All right, so the next person in the queue is Marie. We have Marie in the queue. Hi there. Well, hello. Hey. It's so nice to hear your voice. Happy Monday. Oh, yes. Happy Monday. <laughs> yep. um, My birthday is well, actually got, coming up. When oh, yeah. Guess what? Monday, I, I want to announce this to everybody. Ryan's birthday is this uh, Wednesday, and um, I'm going to be having a contest on who can guess his age, so we're not going to divulge <laughs> it right now. No, I don't want everybody guessing out. That doesn't sound very fun to me. Yes, it sounds no. fun to me. <laughs> no, too many of you guys know anyway. I, 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 no, I don't think people secret. know. But Okay, go, go ahead, Marie. Okay. All right, a couple quick questions for you. Um, on a sandwich lease, sandwich lease purchase, mm -hmm. we signed a contract with a seller back in March they said at the time that the property wouldn't be available till the fall. And so we weren't really pushing to find a buyer because we had other properties at the time we were trying to get buyers in. Um, so we, um, we have someone we're showing it to tomorrow um, at 7. So I won't be on Teaching Tuesday, so I need the recording of that. Okay. Uh, okay. Guys, we're trying to figure okay. out. We're, we're getting an archive of those because we've had yeah. – uh, I don't know. You know, most of you guys know we kind of kicked some stuff into gear, and, and, but we do have some calls that we're going to try to have. Archived. We're going to figure out a way to archive that. If you can send us an email, um, we'll have an answer by tomorrow morning. Yeah, we'll let you know. Okay. And I missed last week because I was at the beach. <clears throat> oh, did you, have fun? did you have fun at the beach? For the oh, eclipse, I did. You mean? Okay. Were you trying to see the I eclipse? Oh, we, we were on the beach, Bethany Beach, Delaware, yes, uh, during the eclipse. Mm-hmm. Wow! Did you get a good picture? Um, I didn't. We we decided not to look at it because we weren't sure if it was safe. 
Yeah. So, well, good for you. Good for you. That's right. My son was convinced that many people were going to go blind all around the country. I don't know what happened. Did that happen? I hope not, I honey. I hope not. So you, you yes. But uh, we wanted to be safe rather than sorry, so we didn't yes. look at it <laughs> with right. glasses. So anyway, um, uh, where was I? Oh, so we're showing the property tomorrow. Um, we're hoping she likes it. Um, what my question is, though, is when we signed this back in March, of course the numbers were what they were back then, but now it's five months later. Do we need to adjust the numbers at all because now they've paid the mortgage down since then, or do we leave it as is? Well, you only have a lease purchase on this property, right? Correct. Okay, so what did you write in on your option price? What did you write in that you're going to buy it for? We're buying it for 150000 Okay, so now you wrote in on this lease option. Did you do the lease option agreement that's the one the one pay in one piece of paper, double-sided, legal side? Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's just the lease with option agreement. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you use that, then on the, you know, about midway down the back page is where you write in the option, write in the purchase price that you're, you know, your option price when you execute your option. So now how long okay. of an option did you get? Uh, I think we got five years on this. Five years. Okay, that's good. That's real good. Anytime you guys can get five years, puts a smile on my face. Three years is good. You know, uh, five years is a lot better. You can make some pretty good money in if you can cash flow something for five years. Um, so with this property here now, if you're going to lease purchase this for five years, uh, I don't want you there's – there's a special way – that you guys, this is really important, okay? This is really important. When you're writing a sandwich lease purchase and you're writing up your side of the option, your side, you know, when you're buying it, you need to write the purchase price as very special language. Now, if you wrote down 150000 in five years when you get ready to buy that property, how much are you going to pay? 150000 right? Right. 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 Now, if you write it down this way, if you write it that your, the purchase price will equal the mortgage. Now, wait, let me ask you this first. Is there a mortgage on this property? There is. Okay. What's the balance on that? Uh, 92, I think. 92,000. Okay, 92,000. So here's how you're going to write this. And if you, know, if you haven't already, you already wrote it up with the seller. It's already a done deal yeah. with the seller. Now you're just, okay. For the next one, for the next one you do, this is how you would write this. And all you guys listening, try to understand what I'm saying here. Every sandwich lease purchase you ever do, I want you to write the purchase price like this. And then if they question it and they say, no, I don't want to do it that way, you can always go back and write in 150000 But until then, what I want you to do, and your initial contract is going to say, that purchase price to equal mortgage payoff amount at time of cash out closing. Okay, so that's really important. Uh, purchase price to equal mortgage, just remember this part, the mortgage payoff amount at time of cash out closing. So now your cash out closing is going to happen sometime between now and five years from now. So 
sometime during that period, that mortgage, the principal balance is going to go down a lot. Now, here's how you have to write it on this one. You would write purchase price to equal mortgage payoff amount plus $58,000 at time of cash out closing. Now, you guys who are real smart, you follow what I did there, right? Okay, the mortgage is 92000 right now, okay? So you're paying 150 for the house. So the difference is 58000 So you write it up. The way you write the purchase price is you write purchase price to equal mortgage payoff amount plus $58,000 at time of cash out closing. That way, who gets, the va- who gets all the principal balance reduction over the years? You do. We do. Yes, and so instead of paying 150 in five years, how much do you think that 92,000 is going to go down in the next five years? Probably, uh, probably 30 or 40,000, depending on where in the mortgage it is. If it's towards the end of the mortgage, that thing's going to go down fast. I mean, in five years, that might be, you know, if you wrote it that way, you might make an extra 10, 20, 30,000 on these deals. Now, this is just for sandwich lease purchases or acts. Don't worry about having to remember this or write this on in on any normal, you know, owner financing or subject to or anything like that. It's only for sandwich lease purchases. Okay? So I hope everybody wrote that down because that's important. It can make you 10, 20, 30, you know, a lot more thousands of dollars per deal if they if they say okay. Now, here's the other thing. If they ask you, if they look at that and they say, "Okay, uh, what's this mean? You know, I thought you said you were going to pay us 150, and you said, yeah, this equals 150. See, it's 92,000 is what you owe on the mortgage, and you can see where I wrote plus 58,000. So right now, I, it's 150. See, so I'm paying you 150,000. And then, and then if they say okay, uh, I guess that sounds okay, then it's great. You know, it's awesome and, and very lucrative. But if they say, well, we don't want to do it that way, uh, then you say, okay. Uh, and you can just go right back to writing it in as 150. Okay, so that's, that's I don't want to harp on this, but that's it's just such a, you know, a perfect little technique and so easy. It's just one sentence in a contract, and that one sentence can make you a lot of money. Absolutely. Okay, so now, so you've got these people, uh, so you've got the property, and... When you say the numbers, you think the numbers changed from March to now. If the mortgage balance, if their principal balance on their mortgage has gone down a little bit, which it has, uh, maybe it's gone down from 92000 to 91000 Now, if you roll up the contract where you're buying it for 150 that doesn't make any difference. That has nothing to do with it, what they owe on the underlying mortgage. So whenever you, you, know, whenever you pay them off, you're just going to pay them 150 so that what and and their payments now if you're just making their payments if you are uh you know whatever their payment is their payment shouldn't have changed unless taxes escrow changed insurance or if it's an adjustable mortgage all those things are probably unlikely so in terms of the payment changing it's probably probably didn't okay and then and the mortgage underlying mortgage balance that might have changed but it doesn't matter to to the deal okay Okay. Well, we did it. We wrote it up correctly then. So, so essentially, whenever we close on that, they're getting their fifty-eight thousand. 
Yes. Equity. Yes. Yeah. They're okay. getting, whenever you close on it, they would be getting the 58000 equity, and then you would take whatever it took to pay off the mortgage and, and pay that directly. Now, that's going to come out of your buyer's funds. And then your back end, see, the, the cool thing about it is your buyers eventually, your buyer pays all everything. Your seller, you don't make a dime off a seller, but your buyer just pays you paycheck after paycheck after paycheck. So at the end, when they get a new mortgage, uh, you know, however much you bought down that, that uh, mortgage, however much the principal went down over that time, that's your back end. So for every dollar that principal was reduced, that's a dollar in your pocket. So that's why, that's why I love these. We did a deal. I've talked about this deal just because uh, it just closed a couple of, not very long ago, a couple of weeks ago, and we had it for 11 years. And, you know, it's funny because uh, the purchase price, the spread in the purchase price wasn't, the, wasn't near the most money we made. You know, we, we made more money on the, on the cash flow, the monthly cash flow, and the non-refundable option deposits that people left behind. And, you know, so there's a lot of ways that you're going to make, and the principal reduction. It, the principal reduction went down $72,000 on that deal. So that's, you know, those things are all super significant when you hold these properties a while. That's why I really want you guys to focus on getting the longest terms you can, because the longer you hold it, the more money you make. You can pretty much uh, count on that. So great deal. Did you have any other questions about that one? Uh, yeah, I do. So, okay. in general, on a sandwich lease purchase, yes. when does that 366-day clock start ticking, you know, for the long-term capital gains to sell the house? Uh, when you close, when they sign the contract, the date from the contract that you sign with them. Oh, you mean like their occupancy. Would it be 12 months and one day from their occupancy or the date that you actually received the money. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's it's going to be a very fine number either way, but essentially it's, it's uh, you know, just talk to your attorney and say this is, you know, if they're ready to qualify after one year, I'd be really surprised unless you're pushing them through, especially if you have five years. I'm hoping that you don't really give them much support on closing you quickly out of this deal. So you really don't even want to, I mean, you want to, everybody listen to this, guys. Just give them the name of mycreditteam.com. Just tell them, here's a, here's a service that does, helps you with your credit. But mostly these are set it and forget it deals, especially if you have five years. If you got five, ten years and a decent positive cash flow, you really want to put that close off. You know, you don't want to have them being ready in a year, and almost none of them would ever be unless you're pushing them through. So really what, you know, uh, that's a good question, and, you know, because we, we really don't do it that way, uh, you, I think it would be from the date. It's either from the date that they occupy the property or the date of the contract when you receive consideration. But those are going to be pretty close dates to each other. So just make sure when you're closing it at the end, you, you talk to your attorney. Make sure it's one, oh, you know, 366 days instead of... And you guys, if you don't know what we're talking about there, there's a big difference in taxes if you get short-term capital gains versus long-term capital gains. Yeah, that's why you want to make wait 12 months and one day. Yeah, so even if somebody says, hey, it's 10 months, I'm ready to go, um, you actually want to say, hey, could you just wait... 
two more months. I mean, you're, they're still living in the property anyway, but your tax burden is going to be about 20% less usually in most cases. So that's why you don't want to cash out of these properties with your lease purchase buyer in under a year. The only time you want to do that is if you only have a year with your seller. But even then, you can usually say, hey, seller, give me a little extra time so I can close this outside that window. Uh, so that, that's a good question, and you guys should be conscious of that. If anybody's like 9 or 10 or 11 months in and ready to close, that's when you say, well, can you just wait for another couple months here? And, and, uh, and you can entice them. You can give them one month free rent or something. It's, it's massively worth it for you in most cases. Okay, That's absolutely. Cool. So what else Good is question. going on with your real estate business? Marie? Do you have another question about that deal or any other deal? Um, this. I had another question about another deal. If there's other people in the queue, I can send it to no, you. I, I want to answer your questions, actually. Um, we, only, okay. uh, we have enough time where we can answer more questions from you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, I think you answered the other question I had concerning this deal. This woman that's coming to look at the house tomorrow, um, if she likes it, she said she has a $70,000 down payment because she's selling a house in Philadelphia. Okay. Honestly, we're not, that's way more than what we're getting out of this. <laughs> um, so we'd have to hold, you know, most of that um, in escrow for, for the closing, wouldn't we? Yes. And uh, now if this was going to be a long-term deal, and uh, you knew for a fact they weren't going to close, like the credit report from ScreenTheTenant.com came back and it said 24 months or something, and they didn't even seem that motivated, then, you know, you could probably spend a little bit of it. But, yeah, you should watch your margins. If you ever get a massively big down payment, and remember, you're never telling people I need blank dollars down on this deal. You always say, what's the most you can put down on your beautiful new home? Yeah, you might as well get used to that word. Buyer equals most, seller equals least. Right. So what's the most you can put down? So now in this case, they said 70000 Now that's a huge down payment. Uh, sometimes on these bigger properties, on you know 300 plus, properties you'll see bigger down payments like that sometimes every once in a while even on properties that are you know smaller because people sold another house like this situation so if she's got 70 down you take you know if your spread is whatever your spread is and whatever they have down know what your spread is and probably put some in your business account or if you want to hold it in escrow it's up to you how you want to handle these funds but you might have to bring them in now there's a pretty good decent chance that especially if you have the property for a long term, that you're never going to have to bring a dime of that back in because the principal balance is going to go down, the property is going to appreciate, uh, you're going to have, you know, conditions will adjust to make this property more, you know, uh, profitable to deal. So save money in the bank, yes, that's a good idea. And always save some money for Uncle Sam too because sometimes people, especially their first year, Usually this is a, a, a rookie mistake. It's a first-year mistake is people start spending a little bit too much and not saving for taxes. So, uh, you know, just a little cautionary note on that. But other than that, uh, you know, anything that's over and above what your margins are, especially if someone's trying to get qualified fast, you better keep that money at hand. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I I think you answered another question I had about that. If she really likes the house and wants to fill out the application and give us uh, some money down to hold the house right. and take it off the market, 
Uh, now you're going to meet her. You're going to meet her out yeah. there tomorrow. Okay. Well, this is like I mean, she is a top top quality buyer. So you know, you should roll out the red carpet on this one. I mean, does the house look real good and and everything? I mean, somebody who's uh, back. Well, Someone who's got that kind of money, you just want to, uh, you know, do a good job, take care of them, a lot of personal attention and that, and, you know, walk them through the house. Anybody, now people ask this because they say, well, I want to automate the buyer side of my business. And you can up to a certain point, and you can put the house on a lockbox. If, if you've got a vacant house, and, uh, you know, you can put it on a lockbox and have people kind of go show themselves and that. But if somebody calls you and you're pre-screening them and you say, what's the most you can put down in your beautiful new home, and they say, you know, 20000 or something like that, depending, again, on the price range, uh, it's a meet-you-at-the-house thing. It's a, you know, hey, or how far are you from the house? I'll meet you there in 25 minutes or something like that. And that's the sense of urgency, say, t- you know, and you've got to let people know you've had a lot of interest in the home. And you should be telling her tomorrow, you know, we've had a lot of interest in this home, but i got a really good feeling about you guys, and I think you would really, you know, the house would be perfect for you, and, and you would, you know, you'd be perfect for the house. So I'd love to be able to work with you. And uh, um, so, you know, and then hopefully they love the house. Now, that's the one thing you don't have. Other than staging it and trying to make it look nice, you cannot control people's taste. And that's what sometimes when it's frustrating is you'll meet somebody at the house, and it just doesn't have the right features. Somehow, some way, it just doesn't work for them. It doesn't, it doesn't wow them, you know, as much as you have it fixed up and nice. Um, so then, then you've got to try to find them something else as fast as possible. But hopefully she's going to really like this house. And then when I, what I want you guys to take, you're, she's probably not going to be able to give you 70 grand, the whole 70 grand. So you have an application receipt agreement with you. I already said the four pieces of paper that you guys need to sell these houses. So you need the application receipt agreement, the real property possession and lease agreement, the lease rider, and the option, the purchase option agreement. And all, all this is on the Gold Club. Right. And one thing about the Gold Club that I wanted to mention. But, but let me just finish this oh. on the application receipt agreement, though. That's where you write down how much they give you and try to get two, two payments at least. So I would want you to get, especially on a house like this, at least five grand. Okay, go ahead, hon. Oh, just um, on the Gold Club, I know you guys are all Gold Club members, um, the 59 a month um, or 297 or 697 Anyway, if you just uh, pull up your Gold Club and it, they're right on the very top of the screen it says Search For, it's amazing. If you put in application receipts or anything that your you know, land contract, just put that in and hit search, and it's going to bring you right to it. I mean, that Gold Club is just replete with information that, that you don't even realize. So, I mean, that's why um, utilizing it. You can put in uh, um, live seller calls, and you'll see a whole bunch of our live seller calls. You know, you can put in any piece yes. of paper that you're looking for, yeah. a land contract. Maybe you're confused about the work for equity, uh, lessons um, on how to fill out, you know, paperwork, anything. I mean, it's amazing, that search bar. That's but what mainly got me. a big thing, and I talk about the paperwork, and I've been talking about that today quite a bit. Um, is because you have to, that's what executes the deal. All the talking and all the phone calling and driving around looking at properties, all, it all boils down to being able to fill out the paperwork, right? And so all the paperwork we've talked about tonight is on the Gold Club, and you can pull it down, but you've you got to go under resources. So when you go on there, 
uh, you click resources, and then it goes through agreements and agreements by course. And so mostly you want to hit the Quick Start Real Estate School, and that's where most of this stuff is. And I wanted to mention, I saw Heidi, you're on the phone call there. Um, I won't announce your last name. Heidi, area code 318. Make sure to call me as soon as we wrap up this call in a couple minutes. Um, you're one of our mentor students. And uh, so anyway, give us a call when we wrap up in a couple minutes here. Okay? Okay, well, uh, I think we're wrapping up right now. All right. Um, thank you for the questions. Marie, you have awesome questions, and uh, I know that uh, you found our information very helpful. Yes, I did. Thank you, Marie. Thank you for being on the call. Thank you, Thank you, everybody, for being on this. Yes, and guys, uh, deals going because that's when you want to get on, in the queue and ask questions about your deals. Now, you notice these calls tonight? Who, is, who are the ones asking questions? The people who have deals going. And right. so if you have deals going, you're going to have a lot of questions, and the alumni call is the perfect place to get the answers. Uh, you know, me and Lynette have done so many deals, and we've coached every, so many mentor students through so many deals, and we, we mentored all the mentors. And so uh, just give us a call on this, this great alumni call. And uh, some of you guys who have bought our products and stuff in the past can find us on other things like Teaching Tuesdays and stuff like that. But we love uh, being on this alumni call. And remember, guys, you can come back to the event. You can come to the alumni event. You can come back to any of the quick starts uh, for the most it could possibly be. And that's only if you haven't been in last year. It's 500 bucks. That's right. Yep. So come back and see us soon. And we're at all the quick. We're at all those uh, quick start schools, and so we would love yes. to see you there. We're actually at all the events, and we love it when you bring leads, so we can call your sellers and close deals. That's our favorite part of the whole business. That's where you make your money, and uh, no matter what, whether it's uh, business management, you know, alumni, uh, we're at all of the events. And Ron does those uh, fast tracks. We do those and some once a month as well. So all the deals, start. and we take leads at all those. So we love. We love working on deals for you guys. A lot of students actually close their first deal by bringing it in and letting us call it at one of the events. So uh, if you have, if you, we're seeing you soon, don't forget to bring leads. That's right. Thank you for being on this call. Make sure to mark your calendars for uh, the fourth Monday of every month for this yep. incredible alumni call. And we look forward to seeing you guys soon and send in those testimonials and copies of checks. Yep. We'll talk to you guys soon or see you soon somewhere. All right, awesome. Okay, take care, everybody. All right, bye-bye. Take action. Take care and take action. There you go. Bye for now.